Good day and welcome back into the March Mania Show podcast on a beautiful Sunday morning here in Nashville, Tennessee. 11 o'clock a.m. is the time. Today's show is presented by ESPN.com Tournament Challenge. It's that time of year again. Play Tournament Challenge by logging on to ESPN.com. It's your bracket. There is a second chance Sweet 16 edition of the Tournament Challenge, so don't worry if you if you blew your first round bracket, but you, you have a second chance. You can compete for your chance to win a $10,000 Amazon gift card and a trip to the 2016 NCAA Final Four in Indianapolis by creating one of the top brackets. All right, uh, this is the uh, sixth edition of the March Mania Show podcast. Charlie Sheridan is not here this morning, but uh, we have Stephen Wilson in studio. Stephen, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing really good, Billy. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Uh, it was a it was obviously a great uh, past, past few days in in NCAA March Madness. You know, we had the start of Thursday. Uh, always good starting on Thursday, but I, I I don't know about you, Stephen, but I think Friday was one of the best March Madness days in in the history of the of the NCAA tournament because it was absolutely crazy. Both Thursday and Friday were both really yeah. good. You have a number of upsets, especially Yale on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Friday headlined by MTSU. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, MTSU, and we'll be talking with um, Shelby Mast. He is the bracketology expert from the USA Today. We'll we'll talk about the latest. Uh, from the March Madness here, um, you know, we, we fo- we'll mainly focus throughout the show today on NTSU and Syracuse. Uh, but right now, before we po- talk about that one, we're going to recap some of the games um, that were yesterday. And the first one, as, we, as you just mentioned, Stephen, it was Duke over Yale. Uh, well, you talked about Yale beating, upsetting Baylor in the first round, but they were not able to keep it going against the Duke Blue Devils. Duke uh, ultimately won that game 71-64. to uh, Grayson Allen, 29 points, including five three-pointers. Uh, he helped uh, the Duke Blue Devils fend off a furious rally by Yale and advance to the Sweet 16 with a big victory, Steve. It was really good, um, especially at halftime. They were up by 25, I believe. Oh, yeah. And Yale had a great run at the mm-hmm. end of the second half, made it really close at the end there. Yeah, and I, and I thought Yale you know, w- was uh, was going to at least battle throughout mm-hmm. this entire game. Um, but I, and I knew sort of in the end Coach K and the Blue mm-hmm. Devils would find a way uh, to win that one. So now, Duke, they advance to the Sweet 16, and they will play the winner of Oregon and St. Joe's. Uh, they play today. Um, in the round of 32 matchup, I believe that was Coach K's 90th postseason win as well. Wow, <laughs> I mean that—that's just oh wow, all, all you can say for that one for Coach K. So congrats to the Blue Devils; they advanced to play the winner of Oregon and St. Joe's. Moving on now to another game that was yesterday: the Miami Hurricanes defeated Wichita State 65 to 57. The team that uh, defeated my Vanderbilt Commodores in the first four game, um, Angel Rodriguez, and he is our prime time performer today. Uh, Steven, he scored 28 points as the third seed in Miami beat 11th seeded wow. Wichita State 65 to 57. I watched this entire game yesterday. It was it was um, uh, Miami was actually up by 20 mm-hmm. at almost at halftime, I think. And then you know you know Wichita State, they're mm-hmm. you know tough defensive team. They're going to come back and they're going to battle in this one. But you know they um, th- this is a this was a great run for Van Vliet and Ron Baker of the, the Shockers and. Uh, we we wish our luck to them in their future. They just they gave us so many memories. They did. They made a really good run at the end. A lot of those um, seniors were on the team that went to the Final Four a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Yeah. So you know, Ron Baker and Van Vliet, they're both seniors, so they know how to win games. Um, now the Hurricanes they advance to play either Iowa or Villanova next weekend in Louisville in the South Region semifinals. Um, so once again. Give uh, give props to head coach Jim Laranega of the Miami Hurricanes, and uh, they advance to the uh, Sweet 16. That game starts in about five minutes as well. Oh, yeah, it does. It starts <laughs> in about five minutes, yeah. 
Um, so moving on now uh, to Des Moines, Iowa. The, the games that were played in Des Moines, Iowa yesterday. Um, still kind of wondering exactly why they're being played there, but <laughs> there's a nice arena in Des Moines, Iowa, mm-hmm. and there were uh, there was a couple games played there yesterday. Kansas defeated uh, UConn last night, 73 to 61. Wayne Selden Jr. Uh, and Perry Ellis carried the Jayhawks on a sweet romp to the round of 16, combining for 43 points in a 73 to 61 victory over the Jayhawk over. Uh, the UConn Huskies to hand Kevin Ollie his first NCAA tournament loss as head coach of the Huskies. Stephen, this was pretty impressive by the Jayhawks. Yeah, it was quite impressive. I remember I was watch- I got to watch this game. In the first half, Kansas both had a 16-0 run and a 19-0 r- wow. run. Just put the game away. So they easily took control of this game in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, so now Kansas, they move on. Uh, they move on to play the winner of Maryland and Hawaii today. Maryland and Hawaii play later this afternoon. That'll be an interesting game to watch as well. Moving on to the games that were played in Denver yesterday. Iowa State defeated Arkansas Little Rock. Arkansas Little Rock's uh, Cinderella, they, their, uh, their team of uh, Cinderella heroics uh, ended yesterday. They, defeat, they were defeated by the Cyclones, 78-61. A great player for the Cyclones, Georges Niang, 28 points. And, Ohio, and Iowa State watched Josh Hagens closely in the second half of a 78-61 win over Little Rock in Denver. Now the four-seeded Cyclones advance to play their Sweet 16 game in three years. They will play the Virginia Butler winner in Chicago next next weekend. Which was Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Vir- So, yeah, Virginia-Iowa State, that's going to be a great matchup there um, in Sweet 16 in Chicago. That will be a very good game. Obviously looking forward to that one. Moving on, another game played in Denver yesterday. It was Gonzaga in Utah, a game where I thought this was going to be a great game. Um, you know, when you look at it, Gonzaga, they're a talented team, um, but they've been playing great defense. They have, they're one of the most underrated, great defensive teams in this entire tournament, and they just pound Utah yesterday, 82-59. to The Zags, they stayed on a roll. They had 22 points from a Vanderbilt transfer, Eric McClellan, and another double-double from DeMontis Sabonis in a big runaway victory over Utah. The 11th-seeded Bulldogs, who beat Seton Hall by 16 points in the first round, they are on to the Sweet 16 for the second straight year. You can't say enough about this Gonzaga team. No, you can't. They really did just take it to Utah today. Or yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, they really did. Moving on now to the games. Um, So once again, Gonzaga and... um, the win- they will play the winner of Syracuse and MTSU. Moving on to the games being played uh, that were played yesterday in Raleigh, North Carolina. The UNC Tar Heels beat Providence 85-66. to One of their best players, Bryce Johnson, 21 points, 10 rebounds. And the number one seed, UNC Tar Heels, they pulled away from a foul-hit Providence. Joel Berry, uh, the second, had added 15 points for the East Region's top seed, which found itself in a fight well into the second mm-hmm. half against the Fri- Friars' high-scoring duo of Ben Bentel and the Big East Player of the Year, Chris Dunn. So, Stephen, this UNC Tar Heels team, they advance now to play Indiana. <laughs> Indiana beat Kentucky yesterday, so that'll be a very interesting, probably the most entertaining Sweet 16 game, probably. Uh, a lot of us around here are still trying to figure out how exactly Kentucky let exactly. this one get away. Yeah, and you know, actually, Stephen, I, I picked Indiana to win that game, <clears throat> and here's why: because I just think Indiana they play so well defensively. They're so they're so compound. They're they're, they're just so together as a team. And I just think, uh, I think honestly, I think Indiana can beat UNC. I, I think they can certainly 
give them a run for their money. So absolutely, next, yeah. So so um, next weekend in the Sweet 16, you got North Carolina taking on Indiana. And then, meanwhile, a couple other games to talk about that happened yesterday. Virginia had a battle uh, against Butler, 77-69. They ended up winning that one. Malcolm Brogdon scored 22 points, and Virginia used some hot shooting, some uh, hot second-half shooting in in an 11-point victory over Butler. Anthony Gill, 17 points, and Mariel Shayok finished with 12 for the top-seeded Cavaliers. The Virginia Cavaliers, they will face Iowa State on March 25th in the Midwest Regional Semifinals. All right, Stephen, we've, we've been mentioning this one throughout the show, but now we're going to sort of dive into it. The Indiana-Kentucky game yesterday, 73-67 to win for um, the Hoosiers of Indiana, and a guy who played really well um, was freshman Thomas Bryant for uh, Indiana. He scored 15 of his 19 points in the final eight minutes of the game, and Yogi Ferrell uh, had 18 and fifth-seeded Indiana beat Kentucky 73-67 to to earn a spot in the regional semifinals in Philadelphia next weekend against North Carolina. So, Stephen, not not sure how much of this game you got to watch, but it it was a really you know up and down game, and I'm just surprised Kentucky actually lost this game. Well, let's see here. They had 16 turnovers to Indians 11, and I always say the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. I guess yeah. that happened. Exactly. That that that's certainly what happened there. And Tyler Eulis, despite his 27 points for Kentucky. And, you know, they, they suffered its earliest NCAA tournament exit since 2008. Wow. When, it's, when it uh, lost to a Marquette team, then led by Tom Crean. So, just Tom Crean knows, knows how to eliminate these Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> um, in, in the month of March. So, th- there you have it. Those are the games that happened yesterday. Now it's, ti- now it's time to preview the games for today. And, Stephen... We're gonna we're gonna sort of finish this out with the MTSU series. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll, we'll be talking a bunch about that one, but right now I want to start the previewing. And this game has has actually already tipped off. I think it's between um, Iowa and Villanova, at least tipping off here in about a minute here in about a minute or so. So number seven seed Iowa taking on Villanova. Villanova thirty and five on the season. They are playing in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Um, here in here in about a minute to to tip off. So Villanova, um, they are favored by six to win this one in the South Region. Josh Hart for the for Villanova. He's a great player, averaging 16 points and seven rebounds. Um, so yes, it's a, it's a, it's about to get going um, up in Brooklyn. So Stephen, when you look at this one, Villanova um, and Iowa, they they advance. Whoever advances uh, in this one will play Miami in the Sweet 16. So. You know, the, what do you think about this um, this this region here with Kansas? Because Kansas, they advanced they they advanced yesterday, and they will play the winner of Maryland and Hawaii. So, do you think Kansas has an easy path to the Final Four, or it's it's it's, it's a kind of it's a pretty tough path? If they run into Villanova, that's going to be their biggest trouble. Yeah, with followed by Miami and followed by Iowa. I wasn't ex- I had Temple beating Iowa originally okay. in my bracket. Um, yeah. But I like Villanova in this game a yeah. lot. Yeah, Villanova, me too. I think Villanova is going to pull away from Iowa today. Um, so Stephen hopefully will keep us posted on that one as um, he's watching it over there. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, Tipping off here in, about, um, here, in about a, here in about a couple hours or so, at 1.40 p.m. Central Time, it is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the six-seeded Irish, taking on the 14-seeded Stephen F. Austin, also in the Barclays Center up in Brooklyn. The line is even, so Stephen, this is a pick'em. This is a pick'em game. Wow! Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Irish um, focus on this one. The point guard for the Irish, Demetrius Jackson, averaging 16 points, four, uh, five assists a game. He's been great. He he was great in their first round win 
over um, Michigan. So, mm-hmm. Stephen, when you look at this Irish game today, um, if they win it, they advance to play Wisconsin or Xavier in the Sweet mm-hmm. 16, a very tough matchup. It's a very tough matchup. And I'm sort of looking at Stephen F. Austin, and they're sort of giving the love that MTSU got. Because yep. we're going to get to it in a little bit, but the line in the MTSU-Syracuse game is Syracuse by six. Mm-hmm. And we'd usually expect it to be a lot bigger, but with this game being an even you got to watch out, especially. But I still like Notre Dame in this game a lot. Yeah, me too. I like I like the Irish, but it, this is going to be a very tough, mm-hmm. grinded-out game. You know, I, I, This is exactly what Stephen F. Austin did to mm-hmm. West Virginia, um, I think it was Friday night. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how this one files out um, this afternoon. And then the next game is will be at 4.15 p.m. Central Time on CBS in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, we're the home of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, number 10-seeded VCU taking on number 2 Oklahoma. And you know, Char- uh, Charlie, <laughs> Stephen, th- this this is a game where I, I think it's it can be very exciting, very electrifying, because Buddy Heald is involved in it, and he's the nation's second leading scorer. He showed no signs of slowing down in an opening win against Cal State Bakersfield. He had 27 points. He has scored at least um, 25 points 17 times this season. So, wow! I mean, when you think about Buddy Heald. He's just an electrifying score. They are favored by six to beat VCU, and the winner of this game advances to play either Texas A&M or Northern Iowa. So I just think Buddy Heald, he's just so fun to watch, dude. He is a lot of fun. When we found out a couple minutes ago that he was now one of the four finalists for the Naismith Trophy, that wasn't exactly much of a surprise to anyone here. Yeah. But you're going you're gonna to know Oklahoma's going to have a lot of their crowd showing up. Norman's, that, that, Norman's not that far away. Exactly. So a little bit of a home court advantage. I do like Oklahoma in this game as well. I, I like Oklahoma in this one. I I I don't think it's going to be really that close, honestly. Um, so you see, you can give them a run for their money. though. They will. They always do. Um, it, they're not quite the the Shaka smart coached VCU team that they used to be, but they're still an, an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament team. And Stephen, you just mentioned it. I'm going to go ahead and mention it right now. The finalists for the Wooden Award Trophy is Malcolm Brogdon of Virginia, Denzel Valentine of Michigan State. Buddy Heald of Oklahoma, and Tyler Eulis of the Kentucky Wildcats. So those are the four finalists for the Wooden Award Trophy. Now it's time to preview the Middle Tennessee and uh, Syracuse. Oh, we were going to save this one for last, but we'll go. Yeah, we, we, this is uh, the time slot that it's in. So 5.10 p.m. Central Time. For you Blue Raider fans, you can watch it on TNT. That's Channel 38 on Comcast Xfinity. It is they will be they are playing in St. Louis, Missouri at the Scott Trade Center. Stephen, as you mentioned, the Q's they are six point favorites in this one. But a player that has been really fun to a couple players that have been really fun to watch for the for the Blue Raiders is Giddy Potts mm-hmm. and Reggie Upshaw mm-hmm. for the Blue Raiders. I mean, Giddy Potts averaging fourteen points, five rebounds this season. But Stephen, we were talking about this before we went live. Syracuse had plays that tough two oh, three yeah. zone, and. It, it could possibly give the Blue Raiders some trouble, so they have to shoot well tonight. Out of all the games today, this will probably be the closest one. We, we oh, think that may be crazy to say, but especially with the two guys you said, and also um, his last name eludes me right now, but um, Harris? Oh, yeah, Harris. Uh, I forget his first name, but he, his, his last name is Harris. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. They're all great players. Yeah. MTSU's, they are not exactly, they're underrated. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a word to describe MTSU. Absolutely underrated. And you know they were they they came they were sort of lucky beginning into this tournament because they they mm-hmm. they weren't matched up with with they weren't matched up with UAB in the conference USA title game. So here's here's the number to know here. The number is two. That's the that's the time the Blue Raiders have made it to the second round only twice in school history, and they've never made it farther. So you know this is this is certainly historic right now. 
and all of us certainly surprised that they were able able to upset Tom Izzo's Michigan State. Also, Spartans. I don't know if you guys mentioned this yesterday, but they never trailed in that game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, nuts that, to think that's, about. That's insane. I mean, that's actually absolutely insane to to realize that a Tom Izzo coach team actually you know let MTSU mm-hmm. do that to them. I mean, that, that's just shocking and. You know, my heart really goes out to Denzel Valentine. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a Wooden Award finalist, but I'm sure he would much rather be playing, mm-hmm. still be playing, and playing against Syracuse and giving him chance his 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 team a chance to move on. So, um, once again, for MTSU to win this game, I mean, they they have to come out with hot shooting. You know, mm-hmm. like like they like they did against Michigan State. MTSU, they were four of six from the on the arc to begin that game. They ran, you, started we were, fifteen to two. Yeah, we yeah they started off on that fifteen to two lead. I mean, just absolutely crazy. They also mixed defenses and rotated all five starters around. Mm-hmm. So Kermit Davis, give him a lot of credit, the head coach of the of the MTSU Blue Raiders. So once again, fifteen seeded MTSU taking on ten seeded Syracuse tonight at five o'clock on TNT in St. Louis. Also remember, this was a Syracuse game or a Syracuse team. No one expected them to be in the tournament, exactly. right? Exactly. And then they took care of business against Dayton. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Mark my words. MTSU is going to win today. I really hope they do, Steve. <laughs> Mark I'm, my words. I, I hope so. I, I really hope that happens. I think there's a good possibility it will. There I mean, is. I, I, I mean, good possibility it, it could happen. But they're going to have to stop Michael Benege of, the, of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. He's averaging about eight points, four assists, like 18, eight, eight point, 18 points this year, and five assists. A uh, few more games to preview here today. Um, I love, you know, one thing I love about the March Madness, Stephen, they don't mm. overload the afternoon games. Mm-hmm. They really over- overload you at night, where you yeah. can stay up and watch the games. <laughs> That's what I love um, about. Show it. up late tomorrow for work. Yeah. Just where have you been? Just watching yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another game after uh, an, an hour after that Syracuse game, in, in, first MTSU game, starting at six fifteen p.m. Central Time on TBS in Spokane, Washington. It's number 13 seeded Hawaii taking on number 5 Maryland and uh, in Spokane, Maryland favored by 7 to win this game. Uh, interesting to watch that one because to see if Hawaii can pull off the upset. Also, another game to talk about on True TV in Oklahoma City at 6.45 p.m. Central Time. Number 11, Northern Iowa taking on number 3 seed Texas A&M. They are favored by 7 or the Aggies to win this game. Jalen Jones for Texas A&M averaging 16 points and 7 rebounds this year. I mean, this Aggie team, Stephen, we, we know them because, you know, SEC, mm-hmm. they battled with Kentucky this year. But they can probably advance and move on to this Sweet 16 and battle with Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And um, sorry, I was sort of thinking about it, and you could compare Buddy Hill and the Sooners almost to the Warriors where they shoot outside the arc all the time. You can compare the... You compare the, um, I don't know, my mind will lose me. You can allude A&M to yeah. sort of Spurs where they play down low. Exactly. So that will de- if that happens... But Northern Iowa was a great team. They they gave Texas everything they could and sort of had a little bit of luck on their side. Yeah, they will definitely give a and a run for their money. They will definitely, and I think Stephen, this one's if I was if I'm an Aggie mm-hmm. fan, this one scares a me. a little scary. This game scares me, and the the winner of this one advances to believe the winner of VCU and Oklahoma in the Sweet 16. One more game to talk about, or a couple more games to talk about here. 7:45 p.m. Central Time. Number seven Wisconsin taking on number two Xavier. In St. Louis as well. Xavier favored by four. Sort of an interesting game because these are a couple of teams not many people know a mm-hmm. whole, whole lot about. And uh, Trayvon Blewett, a, a player for Xavier, is, is to watch. He's, he's averaging uh, uh, 18 points throughout this uh, NCAA tournament. And then also one more game to mention, 8.40 p.m. Central Time tonight on TBS in Spokane, Washington. It's eight-seeded St. Joe's taking on number one Oregon, a team that, Stephen, do you think they should have been a one-seed one Oregon? 
I have, I, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest. I haven't heard a whole lot about Oregon, but I have asked people. They are really good. Yeah. But I think Michigan State would be asking you. They absolutely do not deserve exactly. it. Exactly. Now, Michigan State would still be in the tournament. Yeah, I, w- I was one of those people saying Michigan State should have been a one seed. Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming myself for that. <laughs> All right, so that does it here for the first part of the show. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by Shelby Mast. He is a bracketology expert for USA Today. Stay tuned. We're back here on the March Mania Show podcast. My name is Billy Derrick alongside Stephen Wilson. 11.27 a.m. is the time here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we are now happy to be joined by Shelby Mast. He is a bracketology expert for USA Today, the newspaper, the national newspaper. We're glad to have him on the show. Shelby Mast joining us. Shelby, how you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Shelby, I want to start things off here with um, a game that was played yesterday, it was between Kentucky and Indiana. Indiana got the win. Uh, they ended up getting the six-point win. But before we actually talk about the game itself, I mean, I don't I don't even think this was a game that the selection committee, I mean, the, their seeds, I, I know they, they, they were expecting this, this game to happen, but do you think either of these teams were seeded right? And, you know, even John Calipari said it before the, the tournament started. These, this isn't fair for either team to, for them to be matched up with, with a tough team like this in the second round. Well, second round, there's always tons of tough matchups. Uh, and what the committee does, they're not trying to predict future matchups. They're, they see teams 1 through 68 based on performance throughout the year. And wherever a team ranks, that just happens to be where their seed falls. They're not, they're not trying to you know, look for matchups later on or anything like that. I felt both of those were seeded uh, just fine. Um, too bad they had to play second round. It would have been a better later round game, but that's the way it worked out. Um, hey, Jelly. Well, we've been talking a lot about the um, MTSU game and how special it means for the state of Tennessee and also just the NCAA in general. And we've been talking about, is it possibly the greatest upset ever? So I'm going to ask you, is it the biggest upset in NCAA history? I think so because uh, Michigan State uh, was a, a very popular pick to win it all. I think most of the two seeds that had lost before – they might have been trendy Final Four picks, but I don't know if that high a percentage of people picked them to win the, the title. Uh, but Mid-Tennessee ruined my bracket along with a bunch of other people, so that was a heck of a fun game. Also, especially MTSU, that may have been one of the funnest things we saw so far in this tournament. What else, other than that, what has been the biggest shocker so far in this tournament? Well, uh, there's been a bunch of double-digit seeds that have won. I, I think uh, Little Rock... The way they made the comeback against Purdue, that was fun. Down 13 with about three minutes to go, and then they went on a run uh, and won it in double overtime. Purdue just got out of their rhythm. They tried to stall and run out the clock, and I I don't like when teams do that because then they they do get out of that rhythm, and if they need to make a comeback or hold a lead, they're not in sync enough to do it. Uh, The Northern Iowa game over Texas. Texas is another one of my teams. I'm here in Texas, and – to lose a game on a half-court buzzer beater, that's that's got to hurt. <laughs> We're talking with Shelby Mast. He's a USA Today uh, bracketology expert here on the March Mania Show podcast. Shelby, a game that was played yesterday in Des Moines, Iowa, Kansas defeating Connecticut 73-61. to Wayne Selden, he had that huge alley-oop dunk from, Demo- from Devontae Graham. Uh, he had 22 points and 7 rebounds. Perry Ellis also scored 21 points, 8 rebounds. And uh, the number one overall seed, Jayhawks, they advanced in the South region, and they now play um, on Thursday in Louisville, Kentucky, to play the winner of um, of they, they play they play the winner 
of Hawaii and Maryland. So, you know, th this this was a pretty impressive showing against UConn, a, a game where many people thought this would be a very, you know, close competitive matchup. Yeah, I, I think Kansas is a prohibitive favorite right now uh, to win the whole thing, uh, not knocking on any other team, but they, they've been number one uh, many times throughout the year. They're number one coming into the tournament, and they haven't shown me any reason to go against them. Uh, of course, I did pick them to get to the finals and lose to Michigan State, but thanks to MTSU, that's not going to happen. <laughs> MTSU just ruining practically everyone's bracket. A bunch, yes. Yes. Um, and now moving on to another game that was played last night in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was between the Tar Heels and, and uh, the Providence Friars. Shelby, a, a Providence, a team where, you know, congrats to them because they this, is a, this has been a long time coming for them, you know, making a run. Uh, but it, it, it came to an end last night. Uh, Bryce Johnson had a monster monster game, 21 points and 10 rebounds. Um, is North Carolina also your prohib prohibitive favorite to advance to the Final Four in that bracket? But but stopping them maybe on their way is a tough Indiana Hoosiers team. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, North Carolina is probably the popular pick, but don't sleep on Indiana. They've proven to be good. Um, they... I don't, I don't think they controlled the game against Kentucky, but I never really felt like Kentucky was going to make a run. Uh, and kudos to Indiana. Early in the year, they looked like they weren't even going to make the tournament. They had some ugly losses. They weren't playing defense at all. And whatever Coach Crean has done to turn that around, it's working. Uh, they won the Big Ten regular season title. So they, they've proven they're good. And I think the way they handled Kentucky yesterday was uh, very impressive. And North Carolina better be ready. Yes, and without a doubt there. And one more game, a couple more games to talk about, actually. Uh, tipping off at 4.15 p.m. Central Time this afternoon on CBS in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's been, uh, number 10-seeded VCU taking on uh, taking on number 2, Oklahoma. When you look at this game, Buddy Heald, it seems to be a pretty electrifying matchup, and I think this could be one of the more fun matchups of the day, Shelby. Yeah, I don't think – I was looking over the games today, and there's none of them that stand out to me as, yeah, I'm not going to watch that one much. It could be a stinker. I think all of these today could be really good ones. Uh, VCU's – I mean, everybody knows the name, but they're a little bit of an unknown this year because uh, Shaka Smart left and went to Texas, so that took some of the light off of them. They've been a little bit under the radar, but they're uh, they're playing very well right now. Um I think Oklahoma's going to win that one by 8 to 10 points is my guess. Don't go to Vegas with that. Um, but I, BCU's a good team. They, they've got a chance to pull the upset here. Uh, also, another game, especially that we're going to be keeping a big eye on, is um, Notre Dame and Stephen F. Austin. Um, uh, people giving uh, Stephen F. Austin a lot of love, like MTSU as well. What is the key for Notre Dame today, and also what should their biggest concern be today? Well, I think the biggest concern for them is the unknown. Stephen F. Austin isn't on TV much. They, there's not a whole lot of uh, – I mean, I'm sure they got game film on them, but coming into the tournament, not many people really knew much. They knew they'd been in the tournament the past couple of years. But Stephen F. Austin had no wins against anybody in the top 80 in the RPI. And so I heard from a lot of people saying, hey, maybe they should have been seated higher. Well, they're, they're good enough to be seated higher, but their resume wasn't all that impressive. They played – Baylor and lost by 41, I believe. Uh, and so it, there wasn't anything on their resume that stood out as to why they should be seated higher. But the way they completely controlled that game against West Virginia, that 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 made everybody sit up and take notice. And who doesn't love a good Cinderella story? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Cinderella stories, Shelby, 
Uh, one more question here before we let you go. Do you think the MTSU Blue Raiders here, here in here in the mid state of Tennessee, can can get it done this afternoon against the Syracuse Orange? If they can bring it like they did against Michigan State, absolutely. I am pulling for them big time because I'm. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm tired of Jim Beheim. I'm tired of his whining. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they necessarily should have been in the tournament, anyways. But you know, Mid Tennessee's it's, it's a great story that, that's going to bring. People are going to watch that game. They don't know who this team is, but they're going to learn who this team is. And I hope they win. I hope Stephen F. Austin wins, and we get you know two really low seeds in the Sweet Sixteen. That'll be fun. Yeah, Shelby. Uh, I don't know about you, but both of us have actually has have absolutely given up on our brackets, and we're just we're we're, we're, ju we're just looking forward to the fun and watching the rest of March Madness. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of it too. Thanks for joining us, Shelby. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. That's Shelby Mast, a college, bracket, college basketball bracketology expert. Always good to have Shelby on the show and his insight. Uh, Steven, anything you want to leave us with? You know, it's, it's a great day to watch college basketball today. It's going to be a great day. I do expect a bunch of upsets today as well, especially. Mark, again, mark my words, I got MTSU today. Me too. So me and Steven, we will certainly be watching this MTSU and Syracuse game today. Once again, once again that one tips off um, around 5 o'clock up in St. Louis on TNT. So thanks for joining us this morning for the March Mania Show podcast. For, for Stephen Wilson, I'm Billy Derrick. So long for the next edition.